So there's, there's this idea that social media and 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 sort of the the physical world are going to combine into this sort of un, hard to visualize portal that may also involve um, augmented and virtual reality as well. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg said about a week and a half ago that Facebook within the next five years is going to become a metaverse company. And what he, I think the way he defined it was just, there's going to be a persistent bridge between the physical and digital world. Welcome back to another exciting week on Talking With Experts podcast with your host, Chris Cowden. This week, I have Fraser Bell joining me from the Mellon team, an NFT startup company that is changing the game when it comes to monetizing your content. If you're a creator or have a medium-sized brand and you're looking to expand, then this is a conversation that you will take a lot of value from. And if you have any misconceptions about NFTs, then Fraser will explain exactly the truth behind it and, and what's involved in the whole process. Thank you, Fraser, for joining me on Talking With Experts today. It's a privilege to have you on, and it's awesome. one, of, one of the first uh, podcast interviews that I've booked through Matchmaker, so a shout-out to Matchmaker. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to say quickly that I've got a new podcast out that's releasing August 24th, and it's all about helping fundraisers meet their financial milestones. Then I'll be bringing on fundraising experts to uh, give you some tips on how to have a successful campaign. Um, I'm raising money for Cancer Research UK, and uh, I thought I might as well help other people uh, achieve their um, milestones while I'm doing mine. So um, enough about that. Uh, Thank you, Fraser, for joining me. And I am ready to learn all about NFTs and how they can help other people grow and scale their business. So over to you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on, um, Chris. So yeah, uh, as mentioned, I'm, I'm working for a company in the NFT space. It's called Melon. Um, my role there is, is head of operations. So um, working really closely with the founder to basically bring people onto that, that platform. Um, it's a platform that allows any influencer, anyone with an online presence to create and sell an NFT to their audience. Um, so that's, that's what I'm doing at the moment in the past. Um, I've done all kinds of things, really. I started out my my career by founding uh, a business that imported Mexican fashion to the UK. Um, That then turned into um, working in business development for various tech startups in in London, um, and then working in sort of strategy and innovation consulting, um, and now on to basically joining this this new venture um, in the NFT space. Well, that's incredible. That's for you, you, you're probably... Just a little bit older than me, I'm not sure, but you've achieved so much and I'm, I'm really excited to learn more about uh, Melon and the NFT space. So, so I'm a complete novice. I don't really know what they are. So can you explain what they are uh, for me and I'm sure some of the listeners? Right, yeah. So, so what are NFTs? So NFT stands for non-fungible token. Um, and basically what an NFT does is it, provides a permanent record of ownership of a digital asset. So a digital asset could be a piece of digital art, it could be a piece Mm -hmm. of video, music, any kind of content that you can sort of digitize. The NFT is is a record of ownership for that. Um, And it's encrypted with the creator's digital signature and Mm -hmm. the ownership of that asset is logged on a blockchain. So 
it can be basically publicly recorded who is the owner and who is the creator of a digital asset. So what that allows is um, for you to create unique digital objects in the same mm. way that you can have a unique physical painting. You can now have a sort of truly one of one digital painting, for example. Mm. Um, and you can you can think of how that might apply to, to almost anything that physically you might want to collect. You can there's now a way to sort of digitally collect that that kind okay. of item. Um, does that, that, that yeah, it, it, it does. Uh... It does. It gives me a little bit of an idea now um, why everybody's talking about it. And um, I guess the podcast could be become an NFT. Yeah. So you could if, if someone wanted to own, if you like, your original recording of of the podcast, you could upload that to a platform that allows you to make an NFT. And then someone could bid on that or could purchase that with okay. cryptocurrency. And so you can imagine, and this is sort of the, the, the direction that we're going in, because of that proof of ownership and proof of origin, if there's something that was originally created by someone, you know, with a, with a huge audience or a huge mm -hmm. fame, it might be interesting for one of their fans or for a collector to buy that, if you like, that digitally mm -hmm. signed original item. Um, so that's that's sort of the direction that we're going in with with Melon, and and there's sort of two areas that are, that are really interesting for us. One is um, creators on social media who've created viral content or viral mm. moments, and you you know you may have seen in the news recently in the UK that the Charlie bit my finger video was sold for something like five hundred thousand pounds. Ah. That's one from from a few years ago, but that that original sort of viral piece of content, they've actually chosen to remove it from from all of the original place that was posted, and so there is someone who now owns, if you like, the original version of that that video clip. Um, the other angle is sort of exclusive content. So, as someone who is a is a content creator, you might want to create something and and choose to sell, if you like, a digital numbered version of that that, that, that can only be bought as an NFT. Um, so that those are kind of the two areas that, that we're exploring. Okay, so it's probably not for somebody who has a beginner podcast or um, is right at the beginning, but somebody who is potentially scaling their business and has thoughts of selling their business in the future, then they could get NFTs on their content and use it to monetize their business or yeah. so there's 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 a couple of a couple of points there one is if you're maybe a creator or someone creating designs or items and you're just starting out there might be people that think actually you know I really like Chris's Chris's work and actually I would like to buy into that now because I think in the future having that original piece of his work might become quite valuable and someone else might want to buy it. Um, and you as the creator could attach a royalty to that. So if it does get resold, you would benefit from that in the future. The sort of second um, part is, I guess, different types of, of business and how they can interact with NFTs and where we think this might go. So mm. at the moment, it's people who are creating, you know, content and digital uh, assets that people might want to buy but we can also now attach unlockable rewards or if you like real life benefits to those those nfts so with the with the existing way that that's working if you're a creator um, let's say you're a famous musician you might want to sell 
uh, one of your you know, one of your videos or you know a piece of music, but actually the holder of that NFT, the person who buys it, might be able to unlock a meeting with you or mm. unlock, let's say, in the future, attendance to an event that you do or a party or a concert. Yeah. And so, if you're a brand owner and you're thinking about like, what does this mean for me? Well, I guess it's just the case of like picking an industry and thinking about what is valuable about that. So, in my case, I've always been quite interested in fashion and the design space. And so I can, can imagine a world in which, you know, Gucci or Versace sell an NFT that gives you access to, you know, go and visit the catwalk for their mm. shows however many times a year or access, first access to buy their collection, whereby the person who holds that digital asset unlocks some real life benefit. So I think that's where it might go for brands and businesses in the next few years. At the moment, we're more on the sort of creator and art stage of things. Yes. Yeah, but it gives it gives a business owner um, if, if somebody's struggling to find revenue streams, they can set up NFTs, um, you know, to to make the customer experience better. Yeah, and it's it's I guess obviously there's a, there's a revenue angle to it um, in that it's something that you know if someone wants to buy it from you, it's a new piece of content that they can buy. Um, but secondly, there's there's a real sort of connection and like engagement angle to it. And if someone's prepared to invest in an asset from you that, that they can then sell on in the future, it, it hopefully brings your fans or your customers a bit closer to you and makes them yeah. sort of, you know, show their support, um, which which can be really nice. Yeah, I think trust is very important and uh, in, gr- in growing your ba- brand. Um, I do realize that there's a lot of misconceptions around cryptocurrency and NFTs. So maybe you could help me uncover some of the real truths and uh, help our listeners understand the potential power of NFTs and cryptocurrency and the blockchain and all of that. Yeah. So I guess the 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 power comes from that proof of that proof of ownership and and that ownership history. And when you think about, you, I mean, you use the word trust just all of that being sort of digitized and publicly visible. That, that's kind of where that comes from. I guess when we think about the negative side and the sort of um, the sides that maybe people are concerned about or, uh, you know, less enthused about, shall we say, a lot of it comes from, from speculation mm-hmm. and, you know, NFTs as well. We, you know, if you've seen anything about NFTs, you've probably seen the huge numbers that are being thrown around. We mentioned the Charlie Bit My Finger example of, of £500,000 being spent. Um, there was a work um, called Every Day is the First 5,000 Days that was a piece of digital art by Beeple that was sold for $69 million. Like, again, these sums are clearly to some extent fueled by like financial speculation. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a question mark as to whether because it's in the digital asset industry is so new as an investment, whether those things will last. And, you know, there's, there's commentators out there like, like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's, who's big in this space, who would say that 98% of projects being launched this year will not be worth anywhere near what, what they are being launched mm-hmm. at. And that's, that is, you know, a common, a common opinion. And so I guess as a buyer or as someone who maybe you see some, someone or a brand that you admire offering an NFT, you have to think like, why am I actually buying that NFT? Yeah. Is it for some kind of financial reward or is it to support the person um, or for some other, other benefit? And so I think that's probably where a lot of the negativity comes from in the NFT space specifically. Mm. So, so um, 
rather than buying it for necessary financial gain, you're doing it to support the creator first and their success. Yeah, and there's obviously um, a whole separate angle of, of skepticism, which comes from what is the, the use of a digital asset. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've mentioned that in the future, there's going to be a lot more sort of unlockables and, and access and things like that that NFTs can offer. But right now, many digital assets that people are buying are simply art pieces or videos, and mm-hmm. they don't have an inherent use. And so there's a question mark as to how will people want to consume those going forward? There's lots of ways that people think we'll, we could be able to, but at the moment, a lot of those use cases haven't been realized. So one um, thing which is very emerging is having sort of digital or virtual art galleries for uh, items on the blockchain for NFTs. So yep. as someone who's bought NFTs, you can basically connect up your digital wallet and it will show everything that you've bought to someone in the virtual space. But where we are in the, at the moment with VR and AR, we're still not quite there yet. And mm-hmm. so if you're purchasing those items, you are slightly speculating on people that you know and people around you maybe wanting to consume the, consume them in that way in the future. Um, so that's another area that's still being explored. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I've only recently heard of NFTs. It may have been only the past two years. So you're, <laughs> or maybe before that but you know the trend is there and whether it i think it will probably it probably has got space to grow because it is a digital world now you know lots of people are focusing on what kind of assets can i create that will be there for the long term and i've heard a lot about um creating your own nft tokens is that something they do at melon as well yeah so effectively with with melon what, what a creator can do is give us any piece of, of content, um, whether it's an existing piece of content or something brand new, and we will do what's called mint it. So basically putting it on the blockchain and allow them to, to sell it. So it's just a really simple process of giving us the content and we upload it and there it is. It's on, on a blockchain and it can be uh, bought and sold by, by fans. I think the, the last point you made about, you know, where we're moving to with the digital world, the term that, everyone around, at least around us seems to be using is the metaverse, which is sort of this amalgamation of the digital and physical world. And this idea that the Mm. digital world is sort of, you know, right now we're we're talking on Zoom and we all have been probably for for the last year and a half, but that is an example of, you know, just how we are constantly plugged into the digital world. And in the way that, um, you know, we might have a sort of Facebook profile at the moment, what if our digital, profiles contained you know all of our digital objects that that we owned or digital collectibles and that they were sort of increasingly surrounding us in the mm-hmm. way that we interact both on social media but also when we consume when we go into shops you know there's they're aware of what digital assets we own and like that yes. affects how you know the access we get or the things that we, we might want to buy when we go out and, and buy something in a physical shop or go to a cafe or restaurant so there's, there's this idea that social media and 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 sort of the, the physical world are going to combine into this sort of un, hard to visualize portal that may also involve um, augmented and virtual reality as well. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg said about a week and a half ago that Facebook within the next five years is going to become a metaverse company. And what he, I think the way he defined it was just there's going to be a persistent bridge between the physical and digital world. And I think that just 
the, the NFT space and digital asset space is one of those things that's going to get mixed in with all of that. Yeah, and especially if Mark Zuckerberg hate him or love him, uh, is talking about NFTs and the metaverse space, then you've got to realize that there's credibility in people starting in the NFT yeah. space and you know going forward with it. And I credit you for doing that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what popped into my head when you said about going into shops and uh, having the digital af- assets, people might see that uh, as you know, I own I own so many digital assets. It's going to increase my status or as a perceived status of having NFTs, just like you would have collectible art in your house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, there's always there's always going to be different people who value owning anything differently. Some people you know aren't impressed if you own a nice car. Some people are. That's that's just the way it is. Um, and I guess that. But we have already seen in some examples that owning things online is impressive to certain people or interesting Mm -hmm. to certain people, whether it's having unlocked certain items in a video game or paid for certain, you know, digital items in that way that you can then use in your favorite game or favorite place online, or even from a sort of social status perspective, thinking more about having a verified blue tick on Instagram, that is, that, (laughs) that is that has a value to businesses that want to have that or work with people that have that tick or having a number of followers or all kinds of things like that. There are inevitably digital digital only items or digital only statuses that do matter to people. Um, and I guess we're in a phase with, with, with NFTs and with this, this space where um, there's not so much, not every digital asset has utility. So it is more about status. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. And, you know, uh, I don't, I'm not, I think I've gone from a shift of wanting a nice car to, uh, well, I just wanted a tiny house. (laughs) (laughs) Live in a tiny house with my, with my laptop, do my thing, you know, (laughs) rather than having a huge mansion, showing off or it, it, because for me, it's an ego thing. I don't, want to be the the ego guy i want to be the yeah. down to earth this is me love me or hate me but this, <laughs> i'm running on my path you know so what about i guess there's there's a sort of another example of like of status which may be less um less sort of financial but more um i don't know again it's the type of social status but what about if you know you bought a beatles like the first pressing of a beatles vinyl way back in in the day like that would be obviously you know worth something the asset itself would be worth something but also if you were the person that that bought that and went out and was one of the first people to listen to an unsigned band or or whatever that would like in some way confer like social status on you and i guess with nfts if you're investing in an nft of a person or an artist or musician early there is some kind of like way of saying you know i owned it first I've yeah. always been a fan of this person and I was the original owner of that piece of content. Mm. So maybe less of like a financial status, but almost, you know, in the way that you define yourself, you know, by the music you listen to, the sports team you support, having, you know, collected a certain digital asset at a certain time may blend into that. Yeah, it's really exciting. And now that my head is, you know, I understand NFTs. It's definitely something <laughs> that I'm going to uh, have a look at. 
especially with melon <laughs> i've heard awesome. there's loads of different projects there's uh, student coin have you heard of student coin no i don't they're, know that one they they i think you can create your own token you can create yeah. your own nfts and uh yeah it's it's not it's not bitcoin but it's i don't know it's another yeah. cryptocurrency but there's lo loads of different ones the, this is very yeah. exciting and i'm i'm sure people that are listening will go okay Oh, this this up and coming artist or whatever. It, the the yeah. options are limitless. So yeah, and yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, I think there's also there are just a ton of of projects out there, and you know, if you're kind of new to whether you're new to cryptocurrency, new to NFTs as a whole, you can find a project or a company that aligns with whatever your main interests are. So. If you're into sport, there's a ton of different sports NFT projects going on, some with famous athletes, some that are more kind of down the art route. You know, if you're into music, there's lots of musicians doing things. You know, even if you're into like animals and nature, I'm sure there will be kind of a ton of different cool projects there. So that's kind of a good way to start. And that's probably what helped me the most in, in learning about yeah. the space. And and um, to to buy a asset from a creator, what what kind of uh, costs are involved, and um, yeah. for you to you know own it outright? So it's I, I guess the sort of lowest pricing that we see on NFTs, and partly due to sort of transaction fees and things like that, might be as little as thirty fifty pounds. You know, just for for a single maybe piece of digital art that may have a number of editions but you would own a number of a numbered edition of that piece of art so if you want to start collecting it's something you can do and just see if you enjoy having that and trying to display that digitally and if that's something that's of interest to you having said that you know we talked a bit, a bit earlier on about how there are there is sort of um i, I didn't want to don't want to use the term fine art but sort of like high yeah. value art and high value collecting and also high value sales from certain celebrities and you know up to you whether you want to pay those prices <laughs> and and and, yeah, and and pay for that what are you saying i can't afford it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i certainly can't uh, so i have the virtual background on so you can't see my collective art <laughs> <laughs> only joking okay so um thanks for having uh, thanks for having me on your podcast i was just about to say thanks for being on my podcast today i'm going to um i'm going to give you the space to um tell people how they can get in touch with you um if if you're doing anything with melon at the moment that they could um you know reach out to you about the the space is yours yeah for sure so um the melon website is just melon.oo um that's that's our website that has sort of most of the information about the project and, and links to get involved um i'm at um, fraser bell on linkedin like very happy to connect i guess if you are you know a, a creator of any kind or any size and you're interested in the nft space we're happy to, to talk to you about how you can get involved in that amazing amazing and are you did you say you're on you're on linkedin but are you on instagram or yeah, i'm on, like on on instagram as well uh, at fraser d bell um so happy to to connect there as well amazing thank you very much uh, and is there anything else you would like to share before we press stop no i think i think that's it i think i think this has been really good thank you so much for, for having me on it's been think of fun
Amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation too. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Cut. End. <laughs> oh, was that okay? Yeah, that was great. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was completely different subject that my listeners would listen to, but okay. I think it was quite different to some of the other. I listened to a couple of other episodes. It was quite yeah. different. Yeah, get a bit of a, a different perspective. I think as the podcast continues, it's just evolving. So the conversation's changing slightly. Um, I do want it to focus on business and growing and scaling businesses, but mm. uh, I think NFT is a subject worth talking about because it it might lead somewhere in the future and you know for somebody with a business that's uh important so yeah thanks for sharing all the advice it was very valuable uh um, maybe if you have i'm happy to put this in at the end if you have an, any actionable steps that people can uh take to start using nfts and maybe mm. just to put that in there yeah sure so uh question what so the question might be like if i want if if i want to start using an nft yeah if if somebody wanted to if somebody wanted to start uh creating nfts or collecting nfts for their business what actual steps could they take yep okay yeah happy to to do that one (laughs) cool so yeah you probably want to check out um, a couple of the main main platforms in terms of collecting. Um, those would be OpenSea and then Rarible. Um, those are the two basically biggest marketplaces where you can browse NFTs by category. Um, and you'll see who the creator is, you'll see what they're selling and also the pricing as well. Um, so that's, that's sort of where you might go and find them. You'll also be able to go to Melon as well very, very soon and, and browse there. Um, In terms of what it takes to actually buy an NFT, you'll need to have a cryptocurrency wallet. Um, So you can download one as a browser extension, um, or you can can set one up with a leading exchange. One that we use is called Metamask, for example. Um, And what you'll do with that wallet is you'll connect it to the platform that you're buying from. So if you're on OpenSea and you've seen a piece of artwork that you like, you connect your, your Metamask to that website. And then it would say, okay, you're now ready to, to buy. Um, you'll also need to, to top up that wallet with a cryptocurrency. Um, now, what these platforms have done is they've, they've made it super simple. So you can just get your, your regular debit card, put in your details and just buy the currency that you need to then buy the NFT. So there's no sort of need to like go on, a, on an exchange and, and figure that part out. That's all been sort of automated for you now. Mm-hmm. Um, as a seller, it's kind of a similar process in that you'll need a wallet to pay the, the fee to mint your piece of artwork. So you, you'll probably need to have you know, a few dollars or a few pounds of cryptocurrency just to pay those initial fees to, to get your artwork minted. Mm-hmm. You'll connect your wallet. You'll then just choose that piece of digital content. So I think, as I, as I mentioned earlier, any, any piece of, of audio, video, photo that you want, just upload it and then you'll choose a, a price for that. And then with all of these platforms at the moment, it's sort of up to you how you promote it. Um, and so that's why at the moment, the pieces that are going for the most money tend to be the people with the biggest audiences, simply because there's more people that can bid on items or can yeah. buy items at a fixed price. Um, but it's, it is that simple. These platforms have been designed to be super self-serve and just allow you to, to, to try it out. Um, 
And again, if you're if you've got fans that are open to it, um, you probably also need to just explain that process back to them because it's probably yeah. going to be their first time buying an NFT. Um, but that's how you get started, really, just finding a platform um, and setting up a wallet. Okay, awesome, amazing. Thanks for those tips, and uh, I'm sure if anybody does want to get into the NFT space and invest. Uh, hopefully they choose Melon and uh, go forth. <laughs> Thank you again, Fraser, for joining me this week on Talking With Experts podcast and for just being, a, just giving a different perspective and dimension to the podcast. If you want to learn more about Melon and get in touch with Fraser personally, then please visit talkingwithexpertspod.com forward slash EP23. For now, I have another expert lined up for you next week, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review of what you enjoyed about the podcast or what I could improve on, and share it so more people can get the expert advice they need to grow and scale their business. For now, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you next week, same time, Tuesday at 7pm UK, 2pm Central Standard Time. Please share, support me, and... Maybe buy some NFTs. <laughs> but thanks for being an thanks for being one of only fifty-two experts on season one. So uh, I appreciate your support. Cool. No, thanks so much for having me. Cool. Stay stay in touch. Stay in touch. Yeah. Okay. Um,